0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to the CEO and founder of this amazing skincare line, which is coveted by many, many people in the beauty industry, as well as many of um, all of my friends out there who are fellow influencers and just skincare nerds. Um, I know that we all love his line. And so without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Josh Rosebrook. Josh, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I know that you're so busy, especially this time of year. Everyone's got such a busy schedule, so I really appreciate your time. Can you please dive into your background for us and tell us about where it all started um, for you in the beauty industry and how you really got your inspiration and vision for your amazing line.
1: Journey, um, I became obsessed with hair and styling other people's hair when I was like 10 years old. And so I'd style everybody's hair and teach them how to use products and hairspray, and gel, and I would cut people's hair. I was really good at it. So beauty was something that defined me at a young age. Um, and then when um, I uh, got a little older, um, <clears throat> excuse me when I got a little bit older, I discovered um, when I was in high school, um, I discovered the body shop and I was absolutely obsessed with not just uh, the products and the ingredients but it was the branding it was the marketing they were marketed to me i was you know a young gay kid and being marketed and knowing that there is a company that um you know not just making products for women but yeah. making people making products for all people um it was really moved me and made me feel like there was room for me in this industry in in my life and so I was really into the products, but also felt like they were beings to me. And so I felt heard and I felt like I mattered. And so moving forward, that. thanks. You really yeah. did me on a deep level because I'm so used to at that age, even still today, but obviously I can handle it much better. I'm a mature adult as a kid. I didn't fit in with the boys and I didn't fit in with the girls and I never felt like I had a place. And so you don't feel like you matter. And, um, the body shop, the gap Benetton, you know, these gender neutral, um, non-gender specific companies, um, helped me feel valid and good and okay. And like I mattered. And so with that, you know, I, I, products and even though I didn't tell anybody using them because I would have been none of, um, I had them in my bathroom and I would use the blue corn face mask and the cucumber carrot toner. Um, yeah. I, would, I would use um, all all of their um, creams and they had an incredible soap line, essential oil perfume. Anyway, I would just use everything and I loved it and it sort of shifted me. Easily. Yeah. Um, and then moving forward, of course, it was a natural next step for me to go to cosmetology school because I was so into beauty. Um, yeah. And So I went to cosmetology school and um, just dove in and really developed my talent with, um, you know, the science and of skin and hair and. Expanding my knowledge base and working with people and expressing, you know, my truth about skin that I found and hair and learning and growing yeah. in school and becoming a cosmetologist. So yeah. that was yeah. exceptional. Yeah. And then um, at that point, I was in Portland and I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And then I moved to Los Angeles when I was 24 and started working in salons and spas and apprenticing with stylists in Beverly Hills and learning how to truly. Um, be a professional in industry and work hands-on and I did that for a long time. Um, but that's really where the line um, began is yeah. um, when I was an assistant and I was you know deep in debt, n- not making very much money. I couldn't afford to buy um, skincare products and I needed them. So I started researching on the internet um, how to make them. And oh, wow. I realized very easily that, you know, along with my love of the body shop, natural ingredients made sense to me, you know, they contain micronutrients and, um, and this is what is, you know, biomimetics and clinical actives are based off of is what we find in nature regenerative, you know. Um, ingredients that support our body and help us regenerate and um, so natural ingredients made sense to me and so I just started making my own products and started with the cacao mask I still on the market today Um, um, and um, I made the cacao mask and I it changed my skin you know it didn't necessarily change my skin but it supported my skin function so well it improved my complexion and toned my skin and uh, it was incredible and so I found solutions for myself and made them and made it happen. And then I also realized, wow, I can make products that work that are really um, and, and save money. And, you know, of course, at this point, I didn't know anything about formulating, you know, making products or whatever. I was just figuring it out as I went along. Um, <laughs> at that point, I just I started building my clientele as a young stylist. And, um, you know, you're in a very advisory position with people when you're a stylist. You're always helping people understand a lot about where to go, what to buy, whether it's clothes, fashion, culture, you know, art shows, museums, anything, you know, but it ultimately beauty, um, people didn't know what to use for their skin or their hair, and I was always advising them. And so this is really where I just started taking my education further and understanding more about what worked for people and their skin, and then started experimenting with my clients and giving them the formulations that I was making at home and seeing how it performed on their skin. And it was incredible but this went on for many years I was making products giving it to them seeing what works seeing what didn't it was like a huge database full of information for me to create my approach to the skin and really that's where I opened up um, my understanding to the approach to skin being holistic meaning that it's not just what we're putting on topically it's what's in the products that we're putting on topically and what the skin needs, whether it's a skin type or the condition or the scalp type or hair condition as well, but it's also that person and their genetic predisposition along with their sleep patterns, stress Patterns, um, how yes. they stress their diets, all of these things, you know. Um, and it was taking all of that data and incorporating it because I knew my clients, I knew what they I knew if they had kids, I knew if they had stressful jobs, I knew if they were single and happy or if they were in a marriage and miserable. And all of these things make up our balance and well being. And I saw how it contributed to people's skin. You know, there's no end all be all one answer to it all, but things contribute. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, I don't, I'm okay. not I don't come from the thinking that like, you know, if you have cookies or junk food, all of a sudden you're gonna destroy your skin. I don't think it's that straightforward. But I do think that things make a difference in can matter. And I'm always a truth seeker. So I always want to find out why things are happening and what's really going on. And that's kind of what drives me. But I also was just intentful in knowing that I was going to make that made a difference for people because I saw when I was clients and giving them my at-home masks and I made a moisturizer as well and when I was giving these to them and it was helping them more than anything that they were buying at the store um, especially my clients with like acne and inflammation conditions because I was using really anti-inflammatory nutrient dense um, just basic plant products on their skin yeah. um, I saw the results and so for me it was about helping people there's nothing better whether you are giving someone haircut or a facial or you are helping advise them on what to use for their skin and it works there's nothing that feels you know and so you're driven by that success and that's how the line has been built is just through that I want to make great products that help people and that's what matters and so um, it's always been my intention to make them as accessible as possible but I use the highest quality ingredients um, and we make all of our um, herbal extracts in-house. Um, today, yeah. in house today. It's it's obviously it's all plant based, but I um, with a focus on innovative formulation with the highest quality raw materials and our in house made extracts. So it's very costly and time consuming and expert driven to produce in terms of having an herbalist and chemists and myself on staff and everybody to develop these products. But um, it's ultimately it's my vision and it's. know micronutrient herbal extracts and biomimetic actives that are sustainable and safe as well that target an increased skin hydration and as well as my focus being on slowing deterioration of the skin and reversing damage as much as possible um and um you know and uh that's kind of my focus is where it's been i um and as the line has grown i've just enjoyed really just always taking my knowledge and lessons from every new product that I'm able to release into the next new product, but I didn't, start this line with money i was a broke hairstylist and you know my car was repossessed like i I don't come from money this was all done through will and focus and a belief in that i had something that worked and that i was figuring out what worked at the time and this was back in like 2005 you know Nobody was making products like this. There were like Burt's Bees and Evan Healy and John Masters Organics and um, yeah. Dr. Hauschka. There were people that paved the way for luxury um, plant-based beauty um, before me, uh, but nobody um, incorporated um, specific herbal extracts. And an approach the way I did over these years in developing my line with the skin, and that's really what kept me going is that the products worked and they were powerful, and I was amazed by it. And as much as it was expensive to launch a line, and I, you know, didn't know how I was going to do it, um, I just really it became my spiritual process in just you know believing I could do it, knowing that things yeah. would work out. It, be, it becomes a who am I? And if you aren't going to do this, what are you going to do? And you have to put your heart into something that you love. And so I did, and you know, piece by piece. And, um, you know, year by year, it was really just believing and knowing that what I had didn't exist and that people needed it. And so it really did come from a sense of obligation to a degree because when I was overwhelmed and, you know, you don't have money to launch a line and you're investing the money that you are making into it and you're watching all your friends go shopping every weekend and you're, you know, working with...
0: Yeah, and all your money's tied up in this...
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was paying, um, um, I met, I was introduced to a chemist, but I was paying out of pocket to like have certain formulations that I was creating developed and it was costly and it would sometimes end up in nothing. And then I was paying, you know, a designer friend to like create labels for me that looked like crap and they (laughs) have, you know, it was just like expenses just come out of your, um, come out of everywhere when you're trying to create a brand. And so you really just do have to believe in yourself. And that's one of the other things that I really try and help people understand. Um, Um, it doesn't matter what you're doing. um, And if you believe in it and you know that it matters and it's different and and it's, and you're putting people before profit, you know, there's a lot of lines out there now that are so inspired to be in beauty because of how profitable it is. I did not get into it. I had no idea that it was going to be a sort of successful brand that would end up making money i literally was like oh i can make a product and give it to people and it helps them this is exciting by the right. time i launched my first product which was in 2009 was the cacao mask i was just like i had to launch it because i had put so much money into it and it was so overwhelming and then you know and then it was a success on day 1 because my clients purchased it and then I made another batch and they bought that and more clients repurchased it. And literally that's how it started. It was bootstrapped from nothing. And I sold product and then I was able to make a bigger batch. And then I sold more and I was able to make another batch. And I then love I, that. and then a year after that, I launched my... Um, excuse me and then a couple months after that I launched my active enzyme exfoliator and then a year later it was my complete moisture cleanse and another year later I finally was able to launch my first shampoo and then it was really just on one new product a year but I took all of that profit and put it back into the product development because that's what you do you know people don't realize how success doesn't pay off even when you're successful monetarily and you really have to love what you're doing so that's right right
0: I love that Josh honestly I was just sitting here listening and that's why I was not talking very much because it's so it's so refreshing for me when I hear someone who just like you know you did your own homework you did your own research and it was like you know it's a passion that became A business for you you know what I mean especially now because I think a lot of people want immediate answers for what's the best way to formulate this or what's the best way but you know I think you really hit a really important point where that self-research aspect is extremely important because that's where you're going to find your own niche right it's like that's
1: where you find your passion and when you discover you're drawn to what interests you it's a very Um, beautiful process of creativity and knowledge and growth but you know the number one thing is that I think a lot of people think that they know more than they do and it's about staying humble and surrounding yourself with people who have a lot more experience than you do like I surrounded myself with chemists and I still mentor with chemists at this point you know I work with my chemists on a totally different level because I know so much about cosmetic formulation, but I'm also only take my formulations to a certain point before I just let their knowledge take over and then that's where we work together but the point is is that you don't need to know everything but you need to learn as much as you can and if you don't if you aren't obsessed with ingredients and skincare and hair care and what works and how to make something great then don't do it you know I'm not so yeah it's um it's a process, but yeah, and it's like, you know, in the beginning, I read everything I could get my hands on. I read books about plants and herbs, and I read do-it-yourself formulations, and I read, um, you know, you read a lot about certain aspects of... Um, other things that don't really contribute to what you're doing, but it redirects you to focusing on more. You know, you have to invest in books and- um, I love invest- that.
0: I love that you're bringing up books because I feel like no, not enough people read anymore. <laughs> so.
1: I know they don't. And like, yeah. honestly, there's so many great um, books on cosmetics and cosmetic research. And, um, you know, even if you just read a little bit a day and it, you add to your knowledge base, I think people feel like, oh, if I don't read this whole book, I might as well, you know, you know, just read a page, you know? Something
0: like, well, something to like start your um, knowledge base on. Right. It's like back in college, I remember there was this like medical botany class and nobody was taking it. Like literally, I was like one of like five students in that class, but it was taught by, yeah. And it was taught by one of the best, um, you know, her research was like really cutting edge and she was an amazing professor. And I remember sitting there thinking, I am learning so much in in this class and I have no idea why people aren't here. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. And so when I did that, it was so, I'm, I'm just bringing this up because I feel like this is so parallel to what you described because when I took her class, it immediately inspired me to like, do a paper on natural product extracts and their work with you know what I mean just like different um different bacteria different you know like I did my own research is what I'm trying to say from that yeah. class so I completely agree with you that you need to invest the time in terms of like building your knowledge base and then yes. coming up with an idea. Yeah. So- yes and,
1: and and you know and if you aren't you will face the consequences later because you won't be able to do so much that a founder needs to be able to do and you know like for instance going to cosmetology school is the foundation you know and it's ultimately it's so basic in terms of the education you get but it opens up Um, So much of what you need to know and then when you work hands on the industry, it's irreplaceable, I believe. And that's why I feel like I don't know how anybody creates a skincare line or a haircare line without being a cosmetologist, um, a or, or a hairstylist, a barber, a, a cetacean, I don't understand how they do it. I wouldn't feel confident. Like the reason why I went forward with making products and giving them to my clients is because I was seeing their skin and hair and I was understanding what they were doing, what they weren't doing, what was working and what wasn't. And so I was able to actually, you know, come up with my own um knowledge about, like, okay, you know, if somebody has this flaky scalp, and I apply this oil to their scalp directly, okay. you know, yeah. for example, and it's infused with lavender, or lavender has this, um, these constituents, and it should help, and then it helps, and that's, you know, so being able to do that, I think, is really important, and that's why, um, you know, being from the industry is really important, and but if you aren't and you still are passionate about it, you know it's like get educated, take take classes, and um, yeah. and um, and learn
0: and get your data, right? It's like, I love that you're, you brought up, like, you were trying things and seeing what worked and what didn't. And then you created a database for yourself, because everyone now wants to say, well, there's not enough clinical trials out there. There's not enough research. And I totally understand that. But I yeah. think that component also, it, it falls on the shoulders of the person who has this entrepreneurship, you know, um, this, this the spirit of entrepreneurship, where you're trying to come out with something new. That's your own, that's your responsibility on, on some degree. where you're doing exactly what you described.
1: Exactly, you know, what I didn't know was when I was doing this work that I didn't realize that especially back then there weren't as many studies on a lot of plant extracts, um, you know, topical cosmetic studies um, and how they perform in the skin. Um, There weren't a lot, but I didn't know about them. And so I learned a lot on my own. Now there's actually a lot of studies out there that are really incredible that support the efficacy of different plants and plant extracts um, in cosmetics. And it's so exciting. At the same time, there's also a lot that do not have the clinical studies behind it because it requires a lot of money many times a lot of money uh, much of the time and um and it depends on who's funding it and all of that but Mm -hmm. um but that's all stuff that you know when we take into marketing you can put you know any given extract that is you know, tested is safe, you know, from, you know, either you're a third party that you submitted to because, you know, also too, you can't just take an extract and put it in a plant, or put it in a product and put it on people. You have, like, if you, you have to get an allergen report, you have to have it um, patch tested through a third party. So there's things you can do, but if it hasn't been used and, you know, and you feel like it's a great ingredient and you go through the tests required to make sure it's safe, um, there still might not be any, There might not be any studies, clinical trials, and a lot of research on it. You can still use it at that point, but how you market it needs to be responsible because then we reach the marketing section where where you you can't say it does certain things unless it's actually been relatively proven and studied. And that's where there's a responsibility in marketing that of course is a huge problem that we're never gonna go, that's never gonna go away until brands um, and bloggers and influencers and experts Get away from sort of exaggerated claims and stop. Exactly.
0: With- and that's something I respect a lot about your line. I'm not going to lie to you. I really appreciated that when I first discovered your line. And I was just, you know what I mean? Like looking up stuff. Like you guys do not put out these like crazy claims about anything. And I was like, this is really nice. And I, it was really like, it's a sophisticated way of like Thank presenting you. the skincare. Yeah. yeah, And, I, and I I'm, truly glad like-
1: that, I'm glad that people see it. And I'm glad that people experience it because where it came from for me is you know, I've said things um, that aren't scientifically backed before that I know are true. And I have over the years, like, have more of a uh, sort of like, I have more of an ability to stop myself from saying something that I know isn't proven or that, sh- that sh- you know? And so I think it's, it's that responsibility and it's kind of a muscle you learn. I've said things in the past where I know I'm like, oh, maybe shouldn't say that. But when it comes to marketing things and like exaggerated claims and like this sort of like grandiose statements about what a product's going to do, I've never done that. And the reason why is because I always just felt as though, and this is, this I think says a lot, is I've always just felt as though my products work. And if you just use them, you'll see, I don't need to convince you of all of these things. My products do enough and they're effective. And so I'd rather just Explain what the product is, the formulation, how it performs, and anything that is, you know, relatively... you know, anything that is, that it's shown to do so far, but not trying to sell it to people with this sort of like this impulse of convincing them that it's going to change their skin and hair and it's going, you know, doing all the exaggerated claims that we all know that are so ridiculous. But like, I always just felt like, you know what, my products are incredible and there's so much value and worth in them and what they are, people will know that and they'll see it
0: right and they and it it. comes through i mean it does and i think i want to say that like you you know i think it's important to do justice to some your own background like you know you mentioned that you're a stylist and it, your packaging and the way your line is presented I think it really comes through your background kind of shines through it because it's very it's a clean you know packaging concept it's not like a lot of you know crazy colors and stuff you're it's very sophisticated so I think mm-hmm. like yeah and and I think you've done justice to that like your background mm-hmm. and you've you know put out exactly what you stand for and I think that's so important right it's like you can't you can't pretend to be something you're not like you know you have to go with what you know is right yeah.
1: yeah it won't hold up like you can't yeah. pretend to be something you're not and I think a lot of people don't know who they are maybe as a brand or a business owner or whatever it is that you're trying to create um, but ultimately if you don't you're always and you don't always have to define it in one bullet that's not the point and it's about knowing who you are and standing by who you are and expressing that instead of and discovering it and expressing that through inspiration of discovering who you are versus yeah. looking at what other people are doing and thinking that it's great and then taking what they're doing and doing it and that happens all the time I see you know I've been copied I've 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 watched um so much about what I've said over the years be sort of like taken and used for other people's money and all, and I'm not complaining. I'm like, okay, great, fine, whatever. Um, I've been inspired by what other people are doing, but I try and be inspired by their unique choice to do what they're doing. And then I am inspired to do my own.
0: Exactly. I think that's
1: yeah. different because you don't want to do what other people are doing. A lot of brands, they just market their products, how they see other brands in their products are And it's just, you know, That's
0: disappointing because you're not really filling any space by doing that. Like, and also you're, you're taking away from a line that like is actually trying to fill that white space. So that's like a very counter, you know, productive (laughs) situation to be Yeah, And at
1: the end, it's like, just like as a brand owner, people seem to have in between ethics when it comes to business and their life in their personal life. Like you are honest with your friends and family. Let's just say, why wouldn't you be honest with the people that you're marketing your product to. So it's almost like be honest about what your product is. I right. feel like, you know, I am like you know, release a new product, um I wouldn't be releasing it if I didn't believe that it wasn't absolutely effective and right. worked. You know, so Like Be honest about what it is that you're doing. And if you're honest, you're not going to be exaggerating and, you know, also taking somebody else's approach.
0: Exactly. And also, like, I think um, what you said earlier really hit, you know, a spot for me where you said that not a lot of people know who they are. And and I'm really, really glad that you said that, Um, especially for all the young listeners we have out there, because, you know. Um, your journey and what you described that you went through where you couldn't identify very much with a lot of stuff. So what you did, you kind of, ex- you know, experimented and you learned from those brands that you did identify with. So is there advice you have for all of our young listeners that are like kind of going through that same thing? And I think, yes. that, you know, yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. This is, I'm very passionate about this because I was them yeah. and I am, and I am them. And I, you know, as I said, when I started it out, like, I didn't have anything I was in debt and you know could barely pay my bills and I was you know and I was situation and nobody was helping me do this Um, and really what it is is when you find something that you love I think people mistake passion for like this overwhelming like that passion you have to be passionate about Passion can be just excitement and interest in something it doesn't have it but it has to be something that you're passionate about learning more about and and or doing for yourself and if you have that and you come up with your own point of view on something and you know you can will ideas into your reality you know yeah. and I don't yeah. think people realize that like you are in charge of whether or not you get an idea that to be able and in that if you pursued it and committed to it over time yeah. and kept with it that it would be a huge success right. one you have to be willing to work at something and appreciate the little successes every day not look for the big successes like the notorieties or the you know, retweets by a big person or whatever it might be, like your success has to come with your knowledge, growth, and joy in your own progress. And when you measure your success like that, that's how your success from day one, and then it never stops. And then your success 10 years there is, oh yeah, you know, we just sold out of that product and, da, 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 and, or, oh yeah, Vogue Netherlands just wrote me up again. Oh, that's great. You know, right. it becomes these, is other things that you know are like well success it's just a different level but don't expect yourself to be to be further than where you are and be and and you don't have to be patient you just have to be where you're at and put one foot in front of the other and make progress every day just like we said if it's just reading one page and only work from inspiration if you aren't inspired don't work on something because it will never you're, it's never the right track only work right from projects and businesses and products when you're inspired and that is where you'll get all the work done and all of the things that need to happen will fall into place and just stay on that but you have to believe in it and if you don't believe in it we'll let it go and then maybe you will a month later like don't worry about giving up sometimes it's really good to give up I gave up on the skincare line Mm -hmm. um uh god what was it it was I think it was actually a few months before few months before I launched it. And before I made the first batch, um, I was just so overwhelmed. And it was costing so much money. And I was like, I don't want to do this. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I gave up. And I felt so good. I felt so free. And I went to the beach and was hanging out with friends. And was like, I'm not working on this skincare line this weekend. (laughs) You know, I'm a normal person now after like all of these years of working on it. Everybody asking me, how's your skincare line going? How's it going? Anyway, so I gave up and I felt amazing. And guess what I did the next few days? There was so much. I had no pressure. The pressure was gone. And then I was inspired again. And I launched the line.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that so much. That's like, see, I, Josh, I really believe in things like, you know, the law of attraction and stuff. And I really love everything you said, because I think that there is not enough of people just accepting that the universe will handle things if you just let go. And we're all parts of this, you know, we're all part of this thing that we're existing in and we have to be inspired. Like you said, we have to allow ourselves to be inspired, right? (laughs) It's like, we can't force it.
1: Yeah. no you cannot and what do you do to get inspired you yeah. you let go you lighten up you go do fun things you yeah. you know and it's it's an energetic process it's and if you don't see that then you won't get as far quickly so if you understand that then you will get further and if you see it as like you know the whole creating your own company creating a product whatever it is that you want to do first of all you know first of all you have to you have to pick what you want and like for me you know i think people have a hard time choosing making a decision on what they want stop fussing about oh well if I do this then what if there's something else I want to do more or what if I do this more just pick something that you love and are interested in and go with it and if you really aren't meant to do that it will lead you to what you're really meant to do so throw your heart into it and put your money into it and don't waste your money on stupid shit like invest in a company invest in your brand and don't you know and that's what it is too is that people need to realize that you have to know what you want and it's okay right. to not know what you want for for everything like i was obsessed with skincare and i loved products but i also love music and um theater and i love um art and i would wish i could draw and like there are a million directions i could have gone and you know i was a hairstylist But that was a natural step because I knew I was, that was my career. I was in the beauty field. And so I just said, you know, yeah, I could, there's other things you can do. And I think that if people, they don't commit because they think there might be something else they might want to commit to more. And my advice is just commit. You won't make a mistake committing because it will lead you where you need to go
0: and life is a web, right? It's not like a, it's not two, one track or another. It's like, I, I often find myself in situations where I feel like I'm doing something that's not connected to, you know, maybe what I originally had like this, you know, drive from. But then I find it like that, you know, somehow life will show me that, wait a minute. Yeah, it was connected, you know, and here's how. Yes. And it's like, you you go down these little like paths, you know, that you don't know where they're leading but then and what oh, are you doing?
1: Bad. Yeah. And what are you doing when you're going down these little paths? What you yeah. need, what we ultimately should be doing is trusting. We're trusting that where we're going will lead us where we need to be instead of not trusting, which that's when we get filled with fear and anxiety and all that stuff. So right. if you're truly trusting that you're on the right path, then you will, then you'll be filled with inspiration. Exactly. So it's all connected. And, you know, And if someone's like, I can't trust, well, then that's your work. That's your work to learn how to trust. What am I trusting? You're trusting in the benevolence of the universe that when you are moving forward to something that you want, that it will come and you trust that it will. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual action. And so so that becomes your work to succeed in business is to trust that you're in the right place doing what you need to be doing.
0: Right. And I think we're the biggest, you know, work in progress for, you know, ourselves, every single human being has that in their life. You know what I mean? You're your biggest project. So it's like, if you don't learn how to, like you said, like, let go and trust and, and grow spiritually, you know, or, or whatever word you want to use to describe yeah. self growth. I mean, how will you ever become passionate about anything?
1: Right. Yeah, it's like, you'll you always be. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do not, you won't become passionate about anything, but eventually you'll realize you'll be led. And it, it you know, if it's later in life, it could be when you're in your forties or your fifties, you will realize that that is, that that is the way. Um, right. So it's better to just use that power to create what you want now, you know, when you're, when you're young um, and to go for it, because You have to work through your fear. And, you know, and the reason why my line became was because I didn't let fear stop me. I didn't let fear tell me I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't let fear tell me I didn't have enough money to do this. I didn't let fear tell me that I wasn't good enough to do this or that um, I literally had a friend talking to another friend at the time Um, say, what does Josh think he's doing? What is, how does he think he can do that? And I used that, at first it devastated me, but then I used that and going, who am I not to do this?
0: Right. But yes. I have
1: responsibility to do this and to learn how to do it right. You know, when it comes to launching a skincare product and a haircare product and the regulation and making sure something is safe and tested and all of that stuff. But that's in you employ people to help you do that. But the point is, is that is that you have to just believe, yeah. and you have to believe in it. And um, and ultimately it does reveal itself. But it's a process. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's nothing else journey. to do. That's the thing. There's nothing else to do. Like, yeah. what else are you going to do? Go, you'll go, you know. <laughs> like, give up you'll your work dream and go, like, what, it. surfing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was my whole point was that, you know, I didn't let fear stop me. But if I wasn't doing that, what else was I going to do?
0: Right, Exactly. Like,
1: I, you know and that's the and point. I think
0: that's I think that's at the heart of everyone who's ever really determined and not even determined really um passionate and believes in the vision they have for what they want to create
1: and I you do have to be yeah. driven and you do have to be ambitious and yeah. that can come through inspiration um right. because when you have an idea that you know is going to work and it will people will love it and it's unique, and it will sell, that's inspiring. And money should be inspiring, because we have to pay our bills. And that ultimately, it does become inspiring that you have a successful business. Um, But that can't be the sole focus, you have to totally be inspired by what it is that you're creating.
0: Yeah. And also, I would say, you know, um, something that I've learned is just after speaking to you is that, you know, be your own example right I think people live for this this world of validation and they look for this extremely um positive reaction from everybody in their life and it's like if you just start validating yourself and you start accepting yourself you'll realize that you don't really give a crap about everybody else's opinion right you are so
1: right and that is such a great point because it's like you know we do, and we we consciously and unconsciously seek validation of our parents, our siblings, right. our friends, social media. Um, you know, and you gotta recognize when you're looking for other people to to, to validate you, and it's in and, and that's not off track, and that's off track. Like, for instance, when I was doing this, like honestly, everybody wants to succeed in their peer group and for everyone to, you know to see how smart you are and, and how determined and committed and all of that stuff. Everybody wants that. We all want that. That's natural, but you have to mitigate that and you have to be aware of it and you have to compartmentalize that and then focus on you. And like, for me, I honestly come from, you know, when I was a child, I, w- I know I'm smart yeah, and I, yeah. but, but I don't learn in the same way that the typical way we define intelligence um, and intellect is defined, you know, I'm not that yes. good at math, I'm, but I'm really creative and, I'm, and um, I have all of these other aspects where I have my own great intelligence, but I wasn't told I was smart. And so I actually wanted to prove to myself that I was smart.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I did
1: that. And so I want, but so I sought it out. I, want, I, I remember saying to myself, and this was even like 15 years ago, I want to do this because I want to show myself that I know I can, that I can do anything. I want to show myself. Yeah, I want my parents to see it. Yeah, I want my brother to see it. But I, I, But I compartmentalized that. And and knew that I'm the one that I'm doing this for. And then you can really succeed because you'll be pushed around by um, trying to prove to people and you'll look like an idiot if you're doing it for other people.
0: Yeah. And you'll be, you won't know, um, you know, what you stand for anymore. Because it's like, you know, if you don't go through a personal journey about like, you know, discovering who you are and what you care about and how you learn, I mean, the learning aspect is so important. Like, I, like, you know, I went into a professional track of you know medicine and all this stuff but it's like I'm I learned from like pictures and images and like I remember like being in school and I would draw out all the science stuff you know what I mean like it was never like it wasn't like reading a textbook I was never that kid that loved science because I pick up a textbook and I read it and I just it sticks no I would have to go to a whiteboard and have to draw everything out because I was a visual learner
1: and so it's like
0: yeah yeah
1: There's a book called Rainbows of Intelligence and it's about how the it's like it's on a rainbow spectrum of how basically you know different shades um, represent, you know, in the context of the title. how we all learn differently. And that's one of the problems with the education system is that it puts people into two brackets and it's either you're advanced and you can memorize information and you're good at math um, and you you can recite it um, or you aren't and then you're put in the you're not smart you're average and that's just the furthest thing from the truth like god i hate
0: those like those like things like the distinctions and stuff i hate yeah. stuff like that yeah know.
1: and it's it's detrimental and uh, everybody listening out there needs to realize like what were you taught about how you think what were you ta- taught about your the way you learn you probably can learn differently i learned through um I learned through a, a completely different way. Like you, you have to draw everything out. Yeah. I have to read certain sections really slow and I can read other sections of books really quickly, but it's also through imagery and um, I have to visualize things in order for it. And then once I do this process that I do to learn, um, I can, I memorize everything. It's just yeah. different. And, and that's what um you know basically we're taught if we're not great at math and we can't memorize things and you know and read a book and recite it um you know all of the points of it all that that we're not smart and there's different parts of our brain and we all learn differently and that's why you know there's um I'm excited to see this sort of like a revolution and hoping that it changes education and you know
0: yeah in terms of
1: education I just wish that we were taught things that are more important to success because what was so important to my success is that I know how to, I'm an empath and I know how to talk to people and I can feel what people are thinking and I know how to do all of these things that are very intelligent emotionally that makes me successful in business. Yeah. And yeah. the people that went to college and don't have these types of emotional social skills are not as successful in business. It's because it doesn't matter as much. And yeah. so yeah. anyway...
0: No, I agree. I completely I think that's a a phenomenal point. And especially about the empaths part because that's how you make something that works for people. If you don't have empathy on the most fundamental levels of your personality, you cannot possibly create something that's going to resonate with somebody else because you won't, you haven't taken the time to figure out what are their needs what are their struggles and where can I help? You know, it's everything you just said about how you, you know, you were inspired in your line. I mean, it's the, that really is the core of anyone in any industry creating anything. You know what I mean? It's like-
1: Exactly, and everything else about, everything else about business and, and success is really kind of just like number crunching. And if that doesn't interest you, consider yourself lucky, Um, you know, and find someone else to do that stuff for you. Don't pretend like you have to do it all either. Like I knew very early on that I wanted to have nothing to do with accounting. I wanted to have nothing to do with all of that stuff um, because I'm not good at it and I'm not interested in it. And that's also why, Um, it's very hard for me to read a book that I don't find interesting and then write a report on it because I can't do what I'm not interested in. But if I'm interested in it, I will fly through a 500 page book, you know, so quick. And so that's the thing is that, you know, the education system isn't focused on, um, individual
0: learning like styles learning
1: and strengths and interests like you know I should have like in an ideal world they should have seen that I was brilliant at playing the clarinet and that I was amazing at drawing and art and um you know other things like that and then that's the school I should have went to you know (laughs) yeah no I mean if you're not interested
0: you're not interested and you can't force kids to be interested I'll tell you when I first came to this country one of the um I think it was like second or third I don't remember like a really early um grade and I wasn't I'm not a history person like well I wasn't I am now because obviously I love documentaries but I remember being a kid and they were there was an assignment and they were like you have to write your own like something some story and I literally copied Huckleberry Finn like (laughs) Literally, and then my teacher had a meeting with my parents and was like do you know that your daughter literally just copied and pasted you know what I mean and I was like well I didn't care you know as a child I didn't care about that assignment like
1: so I you know I cheated through geometry and algebra like there was no (laughs) tomorrow Like I did not understand how it worked. I tried, it wasn't my thing. I thought it was ridiculous. And I was like, I just gotta get through it. And I cheated my way and I got a C plus and never looked back, you know? Right. <laughs>
0: right. It's like it's over. Girl. Oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I
1: know. It's just I I am I'm glad that you have, you know, I'm it's great to be able to speak to you and talk to, you know, a younger audience because um I honestly think it's harder nowadays, you know, Um, it's harder nowadays, you know, I grew up, you know, I graduated from high school in 1992, which is like, I cannot believe it's going to be 30 years ago. Like, (laughs) y'all are going to be saying the same thing real quick. Trust me, it goes by so quickly. I mean, I was always... The young kid and then all of a sudden you know a decade goes by another decade goes by you start your company another decade goes by and then you're 46 years old and yeah it's really I'm grateful to be alive I'm grateful to be here um and I'm so thankful for my journey in beauty and I love the industry I'm also very much about you know um expressing my truth in the industry and pioneering my own way and not doing what other people are doing and taking a risk. You know, you got to take risks. I'm taking, I still am taking risks with what I want to create, why I want to create it, whether or not it will be received and being right. true to myself, every product is an expression of that. And it's a risk. And you, if you're not taking a risk, you're not going to be successful. And so it's yeah. like, feeling- you're not
0: living, right? Like, I mean, risk is living. part of living. Yeah. Yes, no, it, I mean, yes. honestly, Josh, like, I'm not going to lie to you. This, this podcast for me is my own little encyclopedia of knowledge about the, the beauty industry. I'm not going to lie. It's, it. I don't, I don't interview um, the people I invite on because I, I want the audience to like, no, I want to learn from the people yeah. I invite. And that's why I like, you know, sitting here talking to you, I'm sitting here just like absorbing all of this, you know what I mean? This information, because it's like, you go to the source, right? You have to go to the source of information if you want to learn about something and, and realize that there's, you can't copy somebody else. You can't, you know, it's everything you said. I'm just trying to echo yeah. everything you said. And no, I, you're
1: so right. And that's the yeah. truth. And you know what? And that's where, you know, it's because you're intelligent and you're smart. And that's what we do is we, we, we go to people and we ask questions and we get to know people who know other things. And I mean, look at you, look at what you accomplished. Like um, it's incredible. Like I didn't go to, I didn't go to college. I dropped out um, after a year and, you know, Because I knew that it wasn't going to serve what I wanted to do, I felt that, and I don't. I felt it, and I listened to it. But I think a lot of people feel, oh, I don't think I need to be in school to do what I want to do. I could, you can read books and you can mentor with experts, you know. Um, So I think a lot of people feel. That they don't need to be in school, but they do it anyway because they want the appearance of it and they want to please their parents and they want to just, you, you know, but don't, you don't go into debt on something that you don't ultimately have to have to do what you want to do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And also just to have a stamp on your resume there's no yeah. reason for that because no, at the end isn't. of the day like if you have if you're if that mentality of I need to stamp on my r- resume then you don't have the mentality of someone who wants to work for themselves anyways because exactly. you're saying I want a nine to five I want to be someone else's employee I want you know and so you have to really decide I think what do I want to work for myself or do I want to work for everybody else for the rest of my life right and and maybe, that's, yeah. exactly
1: maybe you want to work for other people for a while um yeah. but if you have If you are a type of person that has the personality that, um, if you have a really strong work ethic and it's hard for you to be told what to do and you're kind of a perfectionist, there's a lot of different characteristics, but you need to learn if it's best for you not to have a boss. Um, I am an amazing employee and I'm the greatest worker but I do not like having a boss. And so right. I was always, tested. I got fired from jobs after I was the star employee because I couldn't, I couldn't, I, you know there's many reasons why, but ultimately I, you know when you, I, I can't work for people, I have to run the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're just a, oh. you're when you know you're a leader in something you know or not you know when you know that you have a vision you know and I I relate to you so much on that I I know exactly what you're talking about mm. It's not about working for people It's more of like well how much of my own you know vision and enthusiasm Am I and, give
1: to you without yeah. being appreciated
0: Yeah yeah yes. exactly exactly Well Josh This has been amazing Seriously I you are so such much
1: fun Thank yes. you Yes
0: no, thank you. And I, everyone listening out there, please go check out Josh Rosebrook skincare. It's a beautiful line and um, hair care and, and hair care. <laughs> yes, absolutely, um, skincare and hair care. And I, you know, please leave us some comments. Um, let us know if you have any questions for Josh. Um, I will definitely pass them along to you and your team. And I can't thank you enough for coming onto the show. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much, and I will talk to you very soon and see you online.
0: Sounds great. Thank you okay. so much.
1: bye Bye.